Hello, and welcome to ArborPod, Detective Dendro series. Today's guest is Mike Ropp in the case of the failing Fraxinus. This podcast is provided by the International Society of Arboriculture. A landscape manager in southern Maryland called with concerns about an extensive planting of green ash, Fraxinus pennsylvanica, lining parking lots at a shopping mall. All trees exhibited varying degrees of decline, and in some cases the victims had expired. The planting was approximately 12 years old. Planting depth was correct, and there was no evidence of root injury or encircling wires, ropes, or plastic. In several cases, root zones were restricted by curbs, sidewalks, and parking areas. In other areas, trees bordered open lawns. Beds had not been mulched, but the soil tended to be heavy with high clay content. The site was not irrigated. When I arrived at the crime scene, I inspected the trees from a distance of three feet and observed the following symptoms. Dieback and thinning in the canopy, discolored leaves, and water sprouts emerging from epicormic growth at the base of the trees. Moving in for a closer look at one tree, I observed round and oval holes on the bowl of the tree and sawdust-like material on the bark and around the base. Using the symptoms and signs provided, identify the likely cause or causes of the dieback in these failing fraxinus. Do these clues allow you to rule in or out any biotic or abiotic agents? What information would enable you to confirm your diagnosis? And what are your management options? Compacted soils, drought, nutrient deficiency, restricted root zones, elevated soil temperatures, all can result in gross symptoms similar to those observed when trees are under attack by insect pests or pathogens. Symptoms include discoloration of foliage, dieback in the canopy, and production of water sprouts. However, abiotic stressors and pathogenic organisms do not leave behind the telltale signs characteristic of wood-boring insects exit holes, and frass. At this stage of the investigation, you should focus on two potential pests, larvae of clear-wing moths or the emerald ash borer. Two of the clues, sawdust-like material around the tree and round or oval exit holes, provide strong evidence that the perpetrator is the clear-wing borer. Wood-boring caterpillars, such as clear-wing borer larvae, expel sawdust-like material and frass, or insect feces, as they feed. In most areas of the United States, clear-wing borer larvae are the most important native insect pests boring into ash trees in the urban forest. Two species are common, the banded ash clear-wing, Podocessia oreocincta, and the lilac ash borer, Podocessia syringae. The lilac ash borer emerges in spring and attacks several genera of trees in the olive family, including Fraxinus, or ash, Syringa, lilac, and Ligustrum. The banded ash clearwing emerges in fall and is believed to attack only ash. It is not unusual for ashes in landscape plantings to contain both species simultaneously. 
After completing development, clearwing borers chew round or oval exit holes in the bark. Sawdust and oval or round exit holes are important clues to separate these native clearwing borers from a much more serious, exotic, invasive pest, the emerald ash borer, Agrilus planipennis. The emerald ash borer is a flat-headed borer in close kin to bronze birch borer and two-lined chestnut borer, both of which are native to the United States. Larvae of emerald ash borer do not expel frass or sawdust from their galleries. The exit holes of the emerald ash borer have one side noticeably flattened, resembling the letter D. Several other clues can help you confirm your diagnosis of clearwing borer and rule out the dreaded EAB. As insects develop and grow, they leave behind a shed skin, an exoskeleton, at each molt. Adults of the banded ash clearwing and the lilac ash borer emerge from exoskeletons, called pupil cases, that protrude from the exit hole and are clearly visible on the bark of the tree. Larvae of EAB complete development and pupate inside their gallery beneath the surface of the tree. You won't find pupil cases of EAB protruding from exit holes. Remove the bark of an ailing ash and you'll find more evidence and perhaps the perpetrator. If galleries beneath the bark tend to be straight or slightly curving, or form broad patches with tunnels that may be quite deep, then clearwing borers are indicated. If galleries are noticeably serpentine or S-shaped, and rather shallow with fine frass packed inside, then your culprit is likely the emerald ash borer. If you actually find larvae, separating the clear wings from the emerald ash borer is relatively easy. Larvae of the banded ash clear wing and the lilac ash borer have a distinct globe-shaped head that is usually chestnut brown in color. Emerald ash borer larvae have a small, indistinct head embedded in the flesh of the thorax. In fact, with larvae of the emerald ash borer, you'll have a difficult time telling head from tail. Also, clear wing borer caterpillars have distinct jointed legs on their thorax, three pairs, and short legs, pro-legs, or five pairs, with fish hook-like structures, crochets, on their abdomens. Emerald ash borer larvae lack legs entirely, but have dagger-like appendages, urogumphi, at the tip of their rear. Clearwing borer infestations are linked to tree health. Avoid stress, particularly drought stress, by installing trees properly, allowing them room to grow, and avoiding practices that compact soils, damage roots, or reduce water availability. Mulch where you can and irrigate in times of drought if possible. Clearwing borers can be controlled with well-timed applications of residual insecticides to the outer bark of the tree. Officials in Michigan, Ohio, Maryland, and Canada are conducting search-and-destroy missions in an attempt to impede or stop the spread of the beetle. Quarantines have been placed in several jurisdictions to stop the movement of infested nursery stock and logs. If you suspect that an ash tree is infested with the emerald ash borer, contact your state or provincial Department of Agriculture immediately. Diagnostic images for clearwing borers and emerald ash borers can be found on many websites, including the Maryland Invasive Species site at www.mdinvasivesp.org. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the ArborPod Detective Dendro series. Are you certified by ISA? You can earn CEUs for this podcast. Just use the code DD3515 to complete the quiz online. 
Stay tuned for the next ones. This podcast is provided by the International Society of Arboriculture. Culture.